the conductor. Do you know what a conductor is? If you do know, you are very clever. If you don't know, then I shall tell you. A conductor is a person who stands in front of those big orchestras you see or hear playing music. They wave their arms, making the orchestra keep in time with each other so the music sounds nice and pleasant. If the orchestra did not have a conductor, they would not have anyone to start them off and everyone would go home because they would not be able to hear anything. Once upon a time, there was a very famous conductor called Sir John. He not only waved his arms to keep the orchestra in time, he also used a little stick, which he used to point at the orchestra when he wanted a particular instrument to start playing. Sir John loved music more than anything else in the world, and when he conducted the orchestra, he sometimes, when the music was very, very fast, waved his arm in the air furiously. So furiously, some people thought he was a little bit mad. But Sir John was very famous all over the world, and the more famous he became, the better his orchestra sounded, and the faster he waved his stick. Until one day, it happened. What would you think if you were watching Sir John conducting the orchestra and waving his arm so furiously, his little stick suddenly caught fire. You would be surprised. Sir John certainly was. Sir John did not notice at first he was so busy with the music, until his baton, that is the name of the little stick conductors use, flamed so quickly it burnt his fingers. Oh my goodness, with a yelp he dropped the baton. Now this time you can guess what happened. Everyone listened but there was no music anymore, because Sir John had stopped waving his baton, and Sir John had to go to the doctor to have plaster on his burnt fingers. I shall never use a wooden baton again. Sir John was not only burnt, but he was also very, very angry, because the audience had to go home, having heard only half of his music. The next time he conducted, he would use a plastic baton. That won't burn, he said, giving it a couple of waves in the air. And it did not. Instead, in the middle of some very, very fast music, you won't believe this, because Sir John certainly didn't, the plastic baton melted all down his hand, and Sir John had to go to a plastic surgeon to have it removed. I shall use something stronger, cried Sir John. I shall have a baton made from steel. Now steel is very strong, and when this new steel baton arrived, Sir John waved it like a madman for a long time. It did not melt, and it certainly did not burn. And so John used it for the first time that evening. He waved his baton faster and faster and faster, and the music got faster and faster and faster. Up went the baton, up went the music. Down went the baton, down went the music. Sir John was enjoying himself at last, he could conduct his orchestra properly. Then, what do you think happened? No, the baton did not melt or catch fire. It did something completely different. Almost at the end, when the music was reaching a crescendo, that means the music 
was very, very loud indeed. There was a whiz, zing, and a boing. Just like that. Sir John's baton had slipped out of his hands, flown across the orchestra, stuck itself in the middle of the great big drum. Ah, yelled the drummer. You're dangerous, Sir John. I'm going home. Picking up his drum, and very red-faced and very frightened, the drummer bumped his way out. The concert was finished. Sir John cried all over his sheets of music. For days his wife had to stroke his hair and give him cups of tea and boxes of handkerchiefs. What was he going to do? He thought and thought and thought. In fact, he thought so hard he made his headache. Rubbing his forehead, he started to think again, and in despair he stared sadly out of his window. Then he stared and stared again out of his window, and if that was not enough, he stared and stared and stared again. Why did he not have a baton made from glass? It would not melt, it would not catch fire, and because it was lighter than steel, it would not fly out of his hand and upset the drummer. The next concert was wonderful. The baton glided through the air and twinkled in the lights. Even when the music was very fast and Sir John was waving it like a windmill, the glass baton worked perfectly. And this time, in the concert, there was a woman singing. She was almost as famous as Sir John because she could sing notes much higher than any other singer. So high, in fact, she made people's eyes water when they were listening. The lights went down, Sir John raised his baton, and the music began. The woman started singing higher and higher and louder and louder until she reached her top note. Her voice floated across the audience, clear and pure. Sir John raised his baton to conduct her last note and... Hold your ears. Suddenly... Yes, breaking glass. Sir John's baton fell to bits in his hands. The woman's high voice had shattered it. You must remember that if you are drinking a glass of juice next to a woman singing, drink it quickly in case she breaks it. Sir John was heartbroken. For days his wife had to stroke his hair, give him cups of tea, boxes of handkerchiefs and Mars bars to try and cheer him up. He started rubbing his forehead again and stared miserably out of his window until suddenly he stopped rubbing his forehead and looked at his hand. Why did he need a baton? He had a hand that he could wave, fingers he could point with, hands don't catch fire or melt or fall to bits. Opening his window, he gave a huge sigh of relief and the birds sang louder and his flowers nodded their heads happily. Everyone waited for his next concert and they were very surprised when he appeared and began conducting just with his hands. But his hands worked perfectly and everyone agreed that his music sounded even better than before. But then came a fast piece of music. Sir John waved faster and faster. The musicians played faster and faster. So Sir John waved even faster and faster. Everyone leaned forward in their seats so pleased that nothing was melting. The violinist did not know what had hit her, but Sir John did. It was his right hand, flew off, crossed the stage and slapped her face. Bravely, Sir John finished the concert using just his left hand, terrifying that that one might break off as well. 
but at the hospital, where they stuck his hand back on, they told him he must never conduct an orchestra again in case his hand fell off again. So Sir John was very depressed, and even when his wife stroked his hair, gave him cups of tea, boxes of handkerchiefs, and not one, but two Mars bars to try and cheer him up, he still remained so glum he was so miserable. Then Christmas came, and his wife searched furiously in all the shops to find him a super Christmas present that might help make him smile. But Sir John was already very rich, and he had everything a man could possibly want. Although she looked in all the shops, his poor wife could find nothing that she thought he might want. Finally, with nothing in her shopping bag, she bought him a pair of gloves. Very expensive ones that had buttoned right up to his elbow, like they used to have in the old days. On Christmas Day, Sir John stared sadly at the gloves. He already had 20 pairs of gloves. So when you've got 20 pairs of gloves, you really don't need another pair. But with a great effort, Sir John smiled a thank you to his wife. Aren't you going to try them on, she said. Sir John slowly put on the gloves and buttoned them up to his elbows. He then waved his arms in the air to show them off to his wife. You look as though you're conducting an orchestra, she laughed. Sir John stared at her. Then he stared at her again, and then he stared at her yet again. Then he waved his arms in the air, then he waved his arms in the air again, then he waved his arms in the air again and again and again. He could hear music. He could see musicians. He could see the instruments. In fact, he could see himself conducting an orchestra again. But the doctor said you mustn't, cried his wife. But I can wear gloves. And Sir John laughed out loud for the first time for weeks. At his next concert, the music was getting faster and faster. Everyone was watching Sir John's hands. At the side of the stage, there was a doctor with two men with butterfly nets, ready to catch if Sir John's hands flew off. Everybody was getting worried as the notes rang out. Sir John was completely lost in his music, waving his hands faster and faster and faster. The men with the nets crouched, ready to catch. The doctor put on his stethoscope. If you don't know what a stethoscope is, I will tell you later. Now the music was racing. Sir John's hands were just a blur. The violinist was ready to dodge in case any hands might come her way. Sir John's wife could not look and even put her hands over her ears. Suddenly she opened them. The applause was deafening. People were standing on their seats cheering. Sir John had reached the ends of the concert without losing anything. He lifted his hands and waved to his wife in thank you for the best Christmas present he had ever had. <laughs>